Friday. Merry Christmas weekend, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Minnesota BeerCast, your premier broadcast podcast for all things. What was that? I don't know. Things are making noises. <laughs> for all things Minnesota spirits, I think beer, those were, wine. Those are Christmas bells. It's a Christmas miracle is what it was. <laughs> we just had our own little Christmas miracle right here. I am Drew. That's my co-host, Schmitty. That's me. We have a, a fun show uh, on tap for you today. Really looking forward to it. We've got Dogfish Head, mm-hmm. who I really like. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some cocktails. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk some taxes. Mm, yay. What? <laughs> <laughs> These are good taxes. Not, not something we normally do no. on the uh, on the Minnesota BeerCast, but the, uh, the tax bill did just pass, and uh, regardless of your thoughts... On it, good or bad, there is uh, there's something good in there for the craft beer world. And Definitely we will implications. Have lawyer extraordinaire on uh, uh, shortly to tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely, will uh, Jeff O'Brien will be calling in. But let's start with with Dogfish Head, Megan from Dogfish Head joining us. How you doing, Megan? Get up on that microphone, oh, say hello. How are you guys? A little Fantastic. closer to the mic, if you don't mind. I guess. There you right. go. I mean, you don't have to. There's potential sickness <laughs> germs getting in there, so it's at your own risk. I'm so, not going to use the mic after okay, you, so I don't that's care. Fine. <laughs> Are you? Do you have the plague like everybody else? I don't yet. I'm really trying hard not to get it. So. You look, looking a little peaked. Fingers crossed. I don't. Do you even know what that means? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Not a clue. The fake word. <laughs> fake word. So tell us about Dogfish Head, Megan. Uh, that's newish to the uh, to the area. Went away, came back. People yeah. have been asking for it, screaming, kicking for yes. Dogfish Head in Minnesota for a long time. Definitely. Um, I was glad as a consumer to see it come back. Uh, the launch happened back in March, so we've just kind of been plugging away since then. I'm a recent addition to the team. Uh, I've been working for them for about six weeks, so it's been kind of a whirlwind of travel and training and learning all the things. We have a lot of beers to learn about and taste. And How do you like it? What's it like working for Dogfish Head? It's pretty awesome. Um, one thing that I realized was important to me over the past couple of years is uh, the culture of the workplace. Oh, that's a and, big thing. Yeah, I think that's you know a thing that maybe people should take more consideration of. And uh, the culture there, I mean, it just feels like a really good fit for me personally. Uh, One thing I really like is that they do some cool things um, in the community. They have a program out in Delaware called Beer and Benevolence, Mm -hmm. where they're doing good out in the community and you know, they'll, I thought they'll, you were going to say beer and bananas. I'm like, no, that's good too. that what would is, be good. What is That'd beer and benevolence? Be um, so, yeah, it's a, it's basically, you know, giving back to the community. Like, they'll get some of the local coworkers together and um, assemble a house for Habitat for Humanity. Like, meet up in an area and they'll put throw together some walls one day or things like that. Just um, all kinds of things we do. Um, like a race out at the brewery sponsored by Dogfish, that um, uh, a running race. That is a huge hit every year and some other things out there. Um, Unfortunately, in sales markets, it's a little tougher because there's only usually maybe one person in an area. Um, We're actually lucky to have a a few of us here, but uh, my other coworkers that are are stationed in the Twin Cities here are not here very often because they're covering multiple states. Right. I'm here myself uh, trying to spread the goodness as much as I can and get the beer out there and get the word out there about it. So, What are the challenges for an out-of-state brewery like Dogfish Head? 
Um, well, I think one one good thing is that, you know, the brewery is 22 years old, so a lot of people are familiar with it at this point. Huge name recognition. But, yeah, so that is a great thing, uh, being that we are so far away from Minnesota. But um, it is it is tough because there is a lot of local focus. And, and especially here, we have a really good community of local craft beer and breweries. And, you know, we've got some good stuff kicking out of the Twin Cities and out of Minnesota as a whole. So that's always um, makes it a little bit more competitive or a little bit tougher to get your foot in the door. But um, I think that's where that name recognition and the qual- the recognition of the quality of the product that uh, Dogfish Head has been so diligently working to put out for 22 years has really been helping us in this and get back into this market. So. How goofy a name is is Dogfish Head? <laughs> I mean, it is. It is. I get that question a lot. Or what is Dogfish Head? And um, it actually, Dogfish is it's an ugly old fish. Yeah, right? it's it's type a type of shark. And I actually found out that it's multiple types of small sharks. It's kind of a, a category of shark. Mm. Um, but Dogfish Head Maine is what the brewery is named after. So our founder and owner uh, spent a lot of time in. Maine uh, growing up, and uh, so it was kind of a tie thing that was near and dear to him, yeah, so to have that tie-in. So, yeah. So it, it is a renowned brewery, and it's renowned for its its beers. What is your, your flagship at Dogfish Head? Um, so we kind of have... We have more than one, I would say, because we have some that have been around for quite a while. Mm, uh, but I think one? 60 Minute is probably our most wide, uh, widespread beer. Yeah. Um, 90 Minute as well. Like that was our, you know, that was our first foray those? into IPA. But 60 Minute definitely. Yeah. Uh, 60 Minute IPA. It's um, an East Coast style IPA, but not like the the Hayes Bro IPA that's popular <laughs> these days, uh, which I have a lot of love for those beers as well. But um, this is the first time I've heard it referred as Hayes Bro. Uh, yeah, I like it's, yeah. yeah, it's the the slang the kids are talking these days. Oh, those millennials, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, that it's but you know it's been around for a long time. It's the the ninety minute and the sixty minute, and we have the one twenty minute, and now currently we have sixty one minute as well. Uh, so those have really become you know kind of the beers that we're known for. But we're also known uh, uh, the our tagline or our slogan is off centered ales for off centered people. Mm-hmm. And I think we really the the different varieties of beers we do and how we put our own little twist on them really speaks to that off centeredness. Joe, you're gonna love these beers. You're you're a bit off center. I'm always off. Center. I like off-center <laughs> beers. So explain the the, the naming uh, behind these these beers, and I'm especially curious about the 61 minute. Yeah. Um, so when the brewery was getting started, um, Sam, our owner, had Sam Calgary, <laughs> right? Uh, we don't have we have a lot of you know bland Scandinavian names around here, so we don't have to learn pronunciation. <laughs> I have no idea how to say that, that name. right? I think is pretty darn close That's in it. my Midwestern Scandinavian pronunciation. Sounds like a fantastic type of cured meat. <laughs> yeah, right. It might be. I don't know. <laughs> Give me a log of Calgary uh, sliced yeah. really thin. Yeah. I want to be able to see through yeah. it. Melt some provolone yes. on that for me. <laughs> yes. mm, I love a Calgary sandwich. <laughs> but um, so when he was that when, takes on an entirely different context <laughs> when you realize it's a person you're it's talking true. about. I'm a bit it off center, true. Drew. What do you want? He probably would be amused by the whole thing, though. So. 
I don't know. We can see. <laughs> um, but yeah, back when he was starting the brewery uh, or getting getting going in in brewing, um, he saw a cooking show and the. Uh, host of the cooking show was talking about when you make a soup, how you season throughout the the soups. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, as you're cooking it, you don't want to season it all right away because you'll lose that flavor. You don't want to season it all at the end because it's going to be overpowering. So he thought, well, maybe I should try doing that with a beer and see what happens with a beer. So um, in kind of a roundabout way, he ended up using um one of those vibrating football games from like <laughs> way back in the day right? and kind of put it at an uh, an incline and had a five gallon bucket that he cut holes in the bottom. And so basically it was full of hops and he was sh- using that game to shake out the hops for, for the entire length of the boil. So that is how, uh, how 90 minute came about. And then 60 minute came about after that actually. And so 61 minute is is the one I wanted to talk about because I'm I'm familiar with the concept. You yeah. constantly hop for the the brewing process, but it, what is the difference between 60 minutes and 61 minutes? Is it just yeah. a minute of hops? Um no, actually so 61 minute um it is on draft in some places, but it's actually it's not available as a package beer on its own right now. Oh. Um it's part of our IPAs for the holidays 12 pack and it is a um an IPA that has uh, one thing that we do a lot to backtrack for a second is we do uh, quite a few beers with a wine component mm-hmm. or a, a blend of beer and wine. Um, and so this one is one of those. So we actually use grape must in the beer, um, but it is basically 60 minute IPA with the addition of the grape must. So it's actually, I, I tried it in Milwaukee a few weeks ago. It's, it's a really unique beer. It gives, an interesting, um, lend some interesting flavors to, you know, a standard IPA kind of hop profile. Another layer and, of flavor. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit more uh, about Dogfish Head uh, after the next segment. I'm going to call uh, Jeff O'Brien. He's going to tell us about these uh, tax changes for uh, alcohol producers around the country. Uh, you're listening to Minnesota Beercast, AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast. It's a festive and jolly edition. Mm. It's always jolly, though. I think that's that's a, that's an adjective that can be applied to nearly every episode <laughs> of the Minnesota Beer Cast. If it wasn't fun, we wouldn't do it. We got spirits flowing, right? Yeah, I've got a uh, in a good mood. A spicy hot chocolate rocking right now. I know, right? It's so good. Well, let's uh, since we brought it up, why don't we uh, we have Tyson talk about it a little bit? We got Tyson from Scalvin mixing holiday cocktails uh, for the show. How you doing, Andrew? Good, man. Fantastic. Now that I got the uh, a boozy hot chocolate here in front of me. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. So it's uh, I brought the. Uh, Brought some stuff for the holidays here, some easy, easy cocktails. One of the things I like doing when we make cocktails at home, of course, we love going out getting the, the, the real good craft cocktails that mm-hmm. are, you know, they got all the ingredients and all the, the prep work behind them. Those are amazing. Right. When I get, when I get home, I just want a quick, easy cocktail. Uh, so what you got right now is I, I made some hot chocolate ahead of time. Just, uh, you know. It's it's the cheapest stuff I could buy. It's it's like the uh, when you're watching a high school football game. Exactly. It's that hot chocolate. Yep. I, I didn't I didn't spring for the fancy stuff, and uh, it just pour in some habanero rum. There's no ratio. You don't have to have the jigger. You just 
Whatever Splash works for you. Exactly. Yeah. It's a nice change from my uh, Everclear and Gatorade cocktail. I usually mix when I'm at home. Oh, you use Gatorade in it? Not, not just straight? <laughs> well, I, like to, I like to rehydrate and dehydrate. I put it in one of those big one-liter bottles so I like, that I'm like people Elvis, think I'm... like uppers and downers at the same time. With a smart water bottle, that's where I put my Everclear in. <laughs> well, we are we are enjoying this. We will talk more about uh, Skelvin and, uh, and the cocktails as we go along. But we've got uh, lawyer extraordinaire Jeff O'Brien on the line. He's going to talk taxes with us. How are you doing, Jeff? Not too bad. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So Drew's got a bit of a rundown on the uh, the tax. He's going to run through it, and then we'll, we'll bring you in. Yeah, this is the, uh, the obviously the tax bill that's been uh, making headlines here for the past few days. It is headed to the president's desk. Uh, under the bill, though, uh, federal excise tax on beer is going to be reduced to $3.50 a barrel. That's a 50% reduction uh, from $7 a barrel. On the first 60,000 barrels for domestic brewers producing less than 2 billion barrels annually. A lot of numbers in there. Uh, some context would be helpful to know what, you know, what, what, what type of brewers, what size of brewers this type of, uh, this, this tax decrease is going to impact. Yeah, well, this was a little bit of a kind of, I'd say, a, a pleasant surprise as part of the Tax Reform Act. I, 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 was, I guess I hadn't been keeping track that they had reintroduced this and we're going to try for, to put this in there, but they did. This is a, an, an act that the Brewers Association has been lobbying for for several years. It's been, re, it's been, it was introduced in the 114th Congress, and now the 115th uh, passed it. Um, it's a. Um, this is a you know just so everybody listening understands we know about excise tax breweries and distilleries for that matter and wineries any kind of liquor manufacturer they pay an excise tax so they pay a tax to the to the government when they manufacture product and so this is what what we're dealing with here is is a cut in that tax we've been, we've been pushing this for a long time so the real beneficiaries of this are our craft breweries we're talking about the first sixty thousand barrels um, that that covers a lot of our breweries. Um, particularly here in Minnesota, and you're, you're getting the excise tax cut in half from seven dollars a barrel down to three and a half bucks a barrel. Um, then you get these, you get a two dollar barrel cut on the first six million barrel. Or this is if you're, those are for brewers producing less than two million barrels annually, which is I think pretty much every quote unquote craft brewery except for maybe Sam Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll, so they'll get they, the the other piece I think is probably uh, as, as due to their efforts they got the uh, the two dollar barrel cut on the first six million dollar barrel or six million barrels for for everybody else. So. Um, you know the big brewers don't see as much of a of a savings. Um, this this, but in in all honesty, the, you know the um, the excise tax hits harder on our small craft breweries. So um, yeah, it's it's a it's, it was a, it was a even though yesterday it was passed on a party line vote, the bill itself had bipartisan support. Um, one of our own representatives here in Minnesota, Congressman Eric Paulson, mm-hmm. was one of the one of the authors sponsors of the bill. Um, so it's it's it's. It, as a lawyer for breweries, it's it's very um, it's very satisfying to see that this was included and that this was finally passed. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, yeah it's, you, it's, a, it's a significant savings for uh, for small brewers who are already dealing with you know razor thin margins. <laughs> so uh, to, to have a, a particular tax drop by fifty percent, that's going going to be very significant uh, for the upcoming years. That's great. Well, in, in, yeah, absolutely. Especially when you have, you know, some of these state laws that limit the growth of our breweries, like you know, only one tap room, or you can't do this, or you can't do that. You know, some of our our small breweries can't just grow themselves to afford some of these taxes. So it's nice that they got some tax relief as part of this. 
Yeah, you might have heard uh, Tyson open up a, a bottle of champagne as we were talking about the uh, the taxes because this this actually affects more than just the breweries. Of course, we talk about beer here a lot, but uh, you know we love spirits and wine and everything that goes along with with that as well. Um, you know, maybe Tyson, you can speak a little bit as a, as a business owner what what this means to you as a distillery here in Minnesota. Uh, means a lot. It's 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 not often that a, a tax something happens with a tax and y- at least some. You know, some of the regular guys can celebrate. Yeah, and you're happy about it. It's, well, so far, I haven't, I haven't talked to my accountant or, uh, or my personal tax guy as far as how the rest of it goes. But as right. far as the, the, the distillery and brewery excise tax, it's it's absolutely amazing. It's uh, Excise tax is my biggest expense uh, above everything. It's above our rent, insurance, utilities, everything combined. Wow. Um, and, and you're going to see, a, I mean, it's, it's going to save a lot of the distilleries from going under, I, I, probably some breweries too. Um, but we pay on a bottle of 80 proof spirits. We pay two dollars and fourteen cents uh, per bottle right now. That's per bottle. That's not before the you know the, the corporate uh, taxes, income tax, anything like that. It's right off the top, and that's going to drop it down to right about forty cents. Wow! If you're talking about a buck seventy per bottle that that's, we're saving. That's it's, huge. It's enormous. Yeah. So, what does that do for uh, a business structure uh, for for folks like yourself and folks that that Jeff represents? Is it just all going to go into your pocket and you're going to buy another yacht with it? How does how does it all work out? Uh, well, first off, Andrew, I'm kind of a Lamborghini guy. So <laughs> no, no, I wish. <laughs> um, no, for us, it's it's. I mean, we're doing we're doing fine, but that money is going to get spent immediately. It's all allocated. So far this this year, I know what equipment I'm going to purchase, and we're probably going to hire another brand ambassador. Um, so that money comes straight to my small business and goes straight out. But we're we're spending that towards people and another small business that we're probably going to be buying our equipment from. So it's I think I think it's awesome. Jeff, that little that, part uh, of the tax bill, at least. Is that what you're hearing uh, as well, Jeff, from from the folks you represent in the liquor industry? Yeah, I am. I think that this is this you know this these are capital intensive businesses to run. And you get, you know, there's always, you know, expansion and, you know, and that costs money. So I think that we're going to see um, these savings uh, turn pl- plugged back into um, capital investment, expansion, um, additional uh, employees. So, uh, yeah, this is. This is this is going to be a shot in the arm for the industry as a whole. And what uh, what Tyson said, I mean, it, it really could. It, it's amazing to think that that something that when you just read about it seems so insignificant. You know, excise tax on beer being reduced to three fifty a barrel on the first sixty thousand barrels, but that is significant enough to be to make the difference as to whether or not a brewery or a distillery survives the upcoming year. Yeah, I, you know, here's, here's I'll give you an example of how it plays in. You know, so the, the breweries have to pay excise tax on everything they produce. So let's say that you know, for whatever reason, you get a you know, you have to report everything you, you, that you you produce to a, the TTB. If you get a bad batch, um, and you know, you still have to pay excise tax on. Really, that. I didn't uh, realize that. That's crazy. So that you know, if you want to talk about you know breweries that are you know keeping the quality of of, of beer out there. If if it's if it's less of a pinch to have to pour it down the drain, um, you know three and a half dollars a barrel versus seven dollars, you know that's that you know it, it it's it's a it's an it's it still hurts, but it's less of a hurt on the bottom line. Wow, I did not realize that you know if you don't 
sell that batch. I mean, we talk about it all the time, the, the quality and consistency of, of products in the marketplace, be it, you know, spirits or, or beer. I did not realize that if you dump a batch, if you decide this is not up to our quality standards, it's got to go down the drain. You still have to pay tax on that that batch. No matter. Yeah, that, no. That, that's the that's the, the 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 rub with the excise tax. That's you know, there's very few exceptions to how you know it, it once it once it leaves those tanks um, and it's reported to the TTB. There's very few exceptions as to how it how, to uh, the rule that you've got to pay tax on it. Yeah, with with us as a distillery, it's um, I, I, I think the breweries are the same way where. The moment it becomes alcohol, it's uh, it, it's got to be insured because if the building burns down, if if you leave a valve open accidentally, anything, the feds are getting their tax money. It's that simple, <laughs> right? Doesn't matter. I think I've yeah, got I think I've got I can't remember off the top of my head. I think I've got forty thousand dollars of insurance just for the uh, untaxed alcohol in our in our distillery at any given time. Wow, that yeah, if, that's a, that's a that's a common uh, misconception. Everybody when when I've new clients come to me, ask me questions about what things that they have to disclose to the TTB, and they're asking about oh you know I got a you know a DUI or a minor consumption. I said the TTB doesn't care about that. The questions they ask about are your financial. All they care about is your that because that's what those other issues are state issues. All that the feds care about is your ability to pay the taxes that they collect. Yep, they want to they want to know about what kind of lock you have on the door and the history of the people in the business. Wow, wow, that is that is a, a little peek behind the curtain of of the uh, enforcement and the taxes paid. Well, yeah, a little, little history lesson here. You know, before there was prohibition, the, the federal government was funded on on the excise taxes on alcohol. So we got a, a two-rail shot in terms of stupid laws. You ended up with prohibition, and then their solution to, well, we can't charge excise taxes anymore because we don't allow it to alcohol to be manufactured. Um, let's do this thing called an income tax. <laughs> so so we have prohibition to thank for, for income tax. You absolutely do. Son of a... <laughs> oh man well uh thanks for calling in jeff and thanks for the uh the history lesson of course you're you're welcome anytime uh you know if you have news to share or some some legal insights uh, don't be a stranger okay sounds good thanks for having me guys yeah. always right. a pleasure take care yeah, we're gonna take a quick break we'll be back after this on minnesota beer cast on aim Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. I am Drew, that's Schmitty, you can hear me weekday mornings on Justice and Drew. And I uh, also want to throw out a quick reminder, the uh, iHeartRadio app, free and easy to download, is the best way to stay in touch with the Minnesota BeerCast. New episodes are posted there immediately. We've got our very own channel. All you got to do is open up your iHeartRadio app, search Minnesota BeerCast, you will find all of our archived episodes. And as long as we're doing plugs, don't forget to uh, tag us and uh, the Northern Lights Rare Beer Fest in yeah. a social media post. Do that. And uh, get yourself entered to win a pair of tickets to that fantastic event. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Did we find out is Garrett Oliver coming to that event? I or have not? not gotten an update on that. I'll, I'll send him a tweet. I bet I, bet I can get him to come. You well, you're a you're a draw. <laughs> I mean, you're an attraction. So if he knows you're going to be there, I think that might that might tip the scales. That might, bend that, it. That might do it. That might. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited though. I do love Garrett Oliver. I, I'm. I hope he'll be there. I'm gonna be sad if he's not. <laughs> I'm just not gonna go. <laughs> you ever uh, you ever met Garrett, uh, Megan? 
I have not met him, he's unfortunately. A, he's a charismatic individual and yes. very knowledgeable. If I've that, heard good things. I've heard he's a very interesting guy to meet in person. Yeah, if you and, and if you're looking to read up on beer, he's got uh, several books that are worth your time. That's uh, true. I'll throw a plug out there. Maybe I'll throw a link in the in the show notes. It's uh, it's not too late. You get Amazon Prime. Maybe you can get those books here by uh, by the holiday. Yeah, you, know? you might have to set foot out into the cold streets and go buy it at the bookstore. Those days are gone. Days are gone. What's a, what's a bookstore? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do love going to the bookstore, man. Especially yeah, this I time of year when it's nice yeah. and you know get some get some uh, used books. That's the best. See, I I I love going to the bookstore, but I don't. I never buy anything from the bookstore. What like, are you I can going go. For? I can go and kill like an hour and a half in a bookstore easy. Just wandering around, browsing, looking at titles, looking at you know the the the, the record section, the music session section, things like that. But rarely do I actually buy anything from a bookstore, so I feel guilty. <laughs> I do the same thing with antique stores. So yeah. I think at antiques, you're meant to actually not buy anything. <laughs> I've, I've never bought an antique. Like, I can see if you want to buy, you know, a book or a record or something like that. But I don't want other people's old stuff that they've, like, eh, I don't want this anymore. Like, at least there's still use in a book. But I guess it depends on the antique. Well, let's let's get back to the topic at hand. Let's talk a little more about Dogfish head, Megan. We've, uh, we've got a delicious beer here that you've poured out for us. Why don't you tell us about Sequin? Yeah, so it's kind of a uh, moving away from this crazy hot chocolate we've been drinking. Mm-hmm. Totally Cleanse the palate. Yep, totally different thing. <laughs> but um, so Sequin is a session sour ale. Uh, we sell it in cans. We sell it on tap at places, and it is made with lime juice, lime peel, black lime, and sea salt. Uh, and it's a pretty fun beer. Uh, it's one of my favorite beers probably that we do. Uh, and I was actually drinking it throughout the summer. It was actually hard to find this summer, and I didn't didn't work for Dogfish yet. So I was a little peeved that I couldn't find it in my local store. Seems so I like guess that'll be on me. Brew. Seems like a real good summer brew. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, um, you know, it's got some tart citrus flavor, but it's uh, some indicative of like a margarita. So some people who like to drink things like that might be interested in this one. And then it hits the sour fans as well. Um, and one really cool thing about it is that it also, um, the salt in it also adds a lot of electrolytes. Mm. Um, mm. So I love electrolytes. Right? right? I know. They taste delicious. Plants. That's why right? I drink my Everclear with Gatorade. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. It like, kind of cancels each other out. So right? it rehydrates me, right? It if does. I, if I know my science... So, and I know my science. Yes. Yeah. And so we can't, you know, necessarily speak to health benefits of a of a beer that we make. Um, but we can say that it actually has um, twice as much, twice as many electrolytes as Gatorade, oh, uh, like wow. ounce for ounce. Um, so if you know how Gatorade works, um, it works in a similar capacity. I have by... no idea how Gatorade works, so, but I know how Everclear works. So I know what I'm bringing to my next pickup basketball game. Right, yeah. right. It's a little more exciting than drinking a Gatorade, in my opinion. I don't know how Gatorade um, works, but when you're hungover. Exactly. Oh, Dude, exactly. My, get, get yourself a Gatorade, maybe a fierce grape, and go hit the uh, the McDonald's drive. Some McGriddles. Oh, yes. Man. Oh, Whoever man. decided to make a sandwich inside of a pancake, God bless you. Yeah. Yes. Seriously, that is, that is wonderful hangover food. I feel it like, really is. Yep. <laughs> I haven't had one in a long time, but I think I've missed some opportunities. It's, it's unanimous, we've decided. <laughs> right. Well, tell us about some of the other beers you've got. Tell us about the the flagship, the uh, the 60-minute. 
what well, I mean, it's it's our flagship. It's sixty minute continuously hopped IPA. I suppose we kind of already. We did it. kind of talk about that one already. All right. Well, what what else is in your basket of goodies over there? What do you what do you want to talk well, about most? I actually stuff. kind of want to talk about something that's not in my basket of goodies, but something that's exciting that we're going to be doing next year. Yeah. Um. So Dogfish Head is uh, a sponsor of Record Store Day. We're the official brewery sponsor of Record Store Day. What is Record Store Day? Record Store Day is a pretty fun day that happens usually in the spring. I think now there may be two of them, but mm. I think the main one is kind of in typically like in April. And it's a day to, uh, you know, go check out your local record store, give some love to the, the local small shops. Maybe they need bookstore day. There's, I mean, that would be cool too. Right. There's a lot of programming related to record store day. I know um, some different radio stations or stores or, you know, things like that do some collaborative events. Um, and we've done a beer for the past little while called Beer to Drink Music to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, the style changes every year. Um, and it goes along with the Record Store Day promotion and with that day. Uh, this year, we're actually going to be doing something a little different. We're doing a collaboration beer with the Flaming Lips. Mm. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. We just that's a, that's a unique band. Yeah, right. And it kind of they're off centered, so right? it goes goes with the off centeredness of dogfish. Off centered music for off centered beer for right. centered people. Exactly. I like uh, the theme. Yeah, yeah. So they're still uh, finalizing all of the details of the beer, but it's called Dragons and Yum Yums. It's going to be a tart <laughs> pale ale. What? Where does the name come from? Um, walk me that first. So the the some of the ingredients in the beer uh, include dragon fruit and yumberry. So oh, yumberry. Yeah, is... I didn't even know until I found out about this beer. So are they are they in Captain find... Crunch? Because that's those are yumberry. Right. I think mm. those are crunch berries. <sighs> are they same? You know. Same type of berry, kind same of same genealogy. As yeah, a crunch berry, they come from I don't the know same if they're as genus. crunchy. They maybe are, yeah. for <laughs> lack same, of a better uh, word, yeah, more. But they ferment great, though. They have the same yeah. amount of electrolytes. They might. They might. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's <laughs> like, yeah, whatever, guys. Right, yeah. I have no idea. It's all this hot, crazy hot chocolate. It's going off on weird tangents. We should talk about the, the cocktails we're having here a little bit. You just put another one in front of us here, Tyson. What have we got? Uh, that is the Pale Norwegian, not to be confused <laughs> with. Uh, there's another very common drink mm-hmm. that is uh, um, called co- a, a White Russian. Ah. And the way we look at it, well, we're a Norwegian-themed the Caucasian, Minnesota distillery. Man. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know why are why are we kind of giving honor to this this country that's been in the news nonstop about messing with our our right. country? And what's what's Norway ever done done wrong to us? That's that's a very valid. point. I can't Ludafisk. think of anything. I might Tyson be biased Ludafisk. too, but <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Ludafisk, but that's entirely yes. voluntary. If you choose to walk down that path to hell, that's that's all on you. I, I just want to know. I, I hope I don't offend anyone. I just want to know whose idea it was to take a dead fish, throw it in a hole in the ground with a bunch of lye, and then go dig it up a few months later. <laughs> All I want to know, I hope I didn't offend anyone. <laughs> I, I don't know if they had a choice. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe, maybe they're like, oh, that, that fish fell down the hole with those chemicals. Oh, I wonder what that's going to be like. Let's dig it up in the spring and see. <laughs> and, then, and then one guy's like, I dare you to eat it. No, yeah. I dare you to eat it. No, you, go, go ahead. Oh, all right. I don't know. How and then how did the other? How did he convince someone else that it was good? You know, hey, this is good. It's, it's the same way people started eating lobster. I mean, the first person who had to try lobster had to be really hungry because that's a really ugly looking animal. Hey, how about the first? Some of it works. Milk. Some of it doesn't. 
How about the first guy to drink milk? Right? That's that's yeah. an avenue you want to explore. There's there's some guts involved there. Gee, let me let me get a try of that. <laughs> I think I'll, I think I'll pass. You should look up uh, look up the fish cuttlefish. If you see it in the in the ocean, I mean, it's not the most graceful looking fish. Right. Then you see what a dead one, you know, like one that would be freshly caught looks like. And you think about the guy that looked at it and maybe a gal and said, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to see what that tastes like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just you got to wonder about these people, just like the person who drank cow milk. <laughs> exactly, know? exactly. Well, now, now that we've traveled down the the road of adventurous beverages, uh, let's uh, let's take another break. Uh, we're going to be back right after this. You're listening to the Minnesota Beer Cast on 103.5 FM and AM 1130. Minnesota Beer Cast, back on the air on this Friday night. Thank you for choosing to spend some of your uh, Friday night or whenever you're listening to this via podcast with us. We really appreciate it. Spread the word. Tell your friends about the show. Yeah. Let them know. Been a wonderful 2017. Looking forward to a uh, kick-ass 2018 as well. Yeah. And speaking of 2018, next week's episode is going to be kind of a uh, kind of a year in review type show so what i want to do is ask you our uh, lovely adoring and uh, faithful listeners to uh to hit us up on twitter mn underscore beercast is the uh, twitter handle uh and uh, tag us we want to know uh, a few things you what you think about the the, the the beer scene in 2017 we're looking for nominations for your favorite brewery of 2017 your favorite new brewery of 2017 uh two separate categories Right, <laughs> and, are we gonna actually give out awards for these? Yes, oh. I have. Uh, I've, I, they're on order. And we 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 talked about this last week. You were so drunk last week. <laughs> it was all it's that like Gatorade. the show never even got posted. <laughs> you were so drunk last week. It's possible. Um, possible. Uh, yeah, no, we covered all this. I have. I have. A, I have uh, trophies on order. Good. Um, uh, his favorite special release of twenty seventeen. If you can pin, pinpoint one, what you, what you think the best special release was in uh, in 2017, and biggest news story in the uh, in the craft beer distillery spirits world, etc. of of 2017. And I want to know your predictions for 2018. Okay, just open category, uh, just whatever. I want to know what you think is going to change yeah. or be news. The sweet meteor of death could, <laughs> could hit the the planet. That could be right? your predict. It doesn't even have to be beer related. Well, yeah, it's helpful if it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, we might talk about it if it is. I mean, you know, it's going to help. So, yeah, next week we're going to kind of do a, a a year in review, and uh, we want to know what you think. So hit us up on Twitter, and we will read some of our favorite tweets out on the air. And, and again, it's MN underscore BeerCast on Twitter. Absolutely. Well, Tyson is uh, is here mixing yet another cocktail. I, uh, this is this is Christmassy. This is festive. What what are we drinking, Tyson? Uh, this is a uh, an Akavit thing. Uh, it doesn't have a name. Um, we just uh, we bought this Trader Joe's uh, winter. I just bought uh, one of those. Did you? Yeah, it was just at Trader Joe's a couple days ago, and they had the sample set up. Winter was sale. Yes. And I was like, that warmed up is going to be excellent with some spirits, but I wasn't sure what to put in it. I was trying to figure out how to pronounce it right when you said it. Win- yeah, it's... winter was sale. Uh, so you could mess that one up. Yeah, <laughs> I could. I could mess up the pronunciation of anything. Usually, when I'm public, I was speaking. excited when I saw you break that out because I have a I have an unopened bottle of that sitting in my house, uh, trying to figure out what we're going to do with it. We what? were thinking spiced rum. 
Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I was thinking Akavit, but Spice yeah. Drum could be good too. Um, so just like all the other cocktails that I made today. So first it was the the spicy hot chocolate habanero rum and cocoa, uh, two ingredients. Uh, second one was a pale Norwegian, which is just Kahlua or vodka, Skolven vodka. Got to plug it. Uh, delicious. That's what I'm drinking. And mm-hmm. cream. This one's the winter Trader Joe's winter with sale. Splash of our Akavit, which is uh, Viking strength at 100 proof, so you got to be careful with it a little bit. Oh, my. Uh, a little little splash of lime and then uh, some uh, sparkling water. What what even is wassail? What's what's it made out of? Man, I don't know. It's, uh, you got it right there. Turn around the ingredients. Let me know. It what... is a festive beverage blend of apple, black currant, and lemon juices from concentrate infused with holiday spices and orange peel. Yeah, I, get, I think I definitely get, definitely get the, uh, the apple and the orange mm-hmm. in there. It's, it's got some stuff in it. It's very wassailish. But yeah, some people might think it tastes a little bit uh, medicinal, but I think with the uh, with the Akavit spices, it it comes out really nice. Yeah, absolutely. And for folks that have never had Akavit before, uh, how does your uh, what's your Akavit made out of? So our Akavit, it's a little bit different. Once again, it's at it's at hundred proof. Is it made out of electrolytes? <laughs> it's probably got one <laughs> or two of them in there. Twenty percent electrolytes. One or two or three or four of them. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, so it starts off as a hundred proof wheat vodka, and then we we infuse that on oak. And uh, so we use three different types of oak. We use charred and toasted American oak and then toasted French oak. Mm. That gives us the right amount of vanillas and caramels that we like in that. Then we infuse it with fennel and caraway, kind of about equal ratios on those. A little bit of – and then a little bit of uh, orange peel. And that's a bit of a a departure from the classic Akavit, isn't it? I think everything we do is a little little bit of a departure. And there's there's no real – classic Akavit because you have to look at what, what region it comes from. The Norwegians are going to barrel age theirs and it's going to be more caraway, not so much fennel, yeah, which I gives it kind of an anise caraway flavor. Caraway is kind of what I've always identified as the dominant flavor in mm-hmm. Akavit. And then it's a, um, and it's not all of them. Each each Akavit's different. It's kind of one of the things that's fun in the industry, but it's also a complete pain in the behind. So you've got to do like the uh, like the brewers do and be like, oh, this is a Minnesota Akavit. Exactly. But even Minnesota Akavits, uh, they're, they're for the most part all different. Um, you know, you have ours, which is is kind of got this whiskey note to it. You have uh, my my friend Mike, who owns Gemli Ode. It's t- it's technically made over at Forty uh, Fifth Parallel out in Wisconsin and mm-hmm. uh, New Richmond. But Mike is a Minnesota resident, and he, he's got a dill flavored Akavit. And it is like nothing but dill in there. He's probably got a, 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 a caraway seed to, to meet the regulations of a caraway flavored <laughs> spirit. But his and our Akavit, they taste completely different, but they're in the exact same category. And also Minnesota. I don't know if ours would maybe be a Brooklyn Park Akavit instead of uh, a Minneapolis Akavit. I'm not sure. Nice. But uh, where, it, where it can run into some problems with the consumer is that you can't just open up a, a, a cocktail book and say, oh, this, this calls for Akavit. Right. Uh, there's uh, one made out on the West Coast called Krogstead, and it is like concentrated black licorice in a bottle. I'd try that. Not my cup of tea. I accidentally bought a bottle once. I understand some people like it. I just I'm not a black licorice person. And so an, an Akavit that would call for that one, and if you use the dill, it probably wouldn't work or vice versa. Same with ours. It's, so it's kind of a little bit difficult for the consumer. You have to look up each individual Akavit typically to get a recipe. Nice. I like it. Well, this is this is delicious. These have all been delicious. Thank you. Uh, we're going to throw up the recipes for these uh, on the show page. So go to minnesotabeercast.com. Mm. We, will, uh, we will throw those up on the page. And you can make your own holiday cocktails with some Scalvin liquor this week. Highly recommend it. Should we do some uh, some news, Drew? What do you think? Uh, we can do some news if you just give me just a moment I, here. I will give you just a moment to uh, to find some news. Well, there's there's <laughs> plenty of there's plenty of news to be had. We don't do news often enough. We always get talking with with the guests and having such a great time. We never get to 
like the the beer news of the week or or the month. Yeah, one thing I wanted to do, and since this is the uh, the episode before Christmas, I was wondering, and we can kind of go around the uh, around the room here and, and around the table. What, uh, what what's your favorite gift idea for the for the craft beer or spirits lover in in your life? Like if I if if you were going to buy me a gift, which you should. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Like everybody should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk what, about what, it. What do you recommend? I mean, if if it's, yeah, man, I'll think of it in terms of of selfishness because that's just how I am at Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, I uh, and the rest of the year, I, I'm. <laughs> you know what I want? What I need? What I've what I've looked at several times and just have never gotten is one of those um, whiskey stones. Where you can you can chill the mm. the stone for you know your scotch or your whiskey where you get the coldness in your beverage, but, but it not... doesn't melt and, and water it down. Yeah, but yeah. I, I have a hard time spending money on a stone. <laughs> so, That's yeah. my, my problem. If you want one, you have to buy it. Well, I, or I could just go out to my garden and like, hey, look, here's a stone I'm gonna scrub and put it in my freezer. Like I saw a, a neat product online. It was a, the the little mini uh, the little mini tap. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little. Uh, I forget how many ounces, but I want something like a forty-eight or something ounce keg. Okay, that you can put in there, and, it, and it's a draft beer for uh-huh. your house. Sure, but you have to buy you have to buy the the, the little mini kegs from them. They're only oh, limited brands available. It's like the Keurig scam. Uh, Keurig is not a scam. Okay. You shut your sure. mouth. Sorry. <laughs> My how, bad. How dare you? <laughs> um, uh, but which probably might not be a bad thing. I don't know what kind of selection they have. It might be perfectly fine. You may have a, a wonderful selection to choose from, but it's not available in Minnesota. Wow. Well, that's typical. What the hell, Minnesota? Megan, you got any uh, gift ideas for the beer, spirits, wine lover in your life? I mean, obviously, some dog fish head wouldn't right, be a bad yeah. idea, right. but I think that goes without saying. Some of that sequence? Um, actually, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't make it myself. I'll pass <laughs> it along. Go ahead and take the credit, though. Yeah, it's all tell, good. Right. Tell Sam Caligioni that I want one. Okay. Mm-hmm. A, a sea quench? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can probably help you out with that. Right. So. <laughs> but I'll let him know. Right. Um, I, you know, there's so many things that are great for beer and cocktail lovers. I mean, you were talking about the whiskey stones. The first thing I was thinking of is you can buy and get ice molds that will, you know, it's like a big ice cube tray that will make the big square Ice cubes or oh, round gotta be, ones. It's got to be clear, like though, right? Well, right. I and, just, I just bought one of those. Because it tastes yeah. better when it's clear, I think. No, right? mine, mine aren't clear. Yeah. <laughs> I think that maybe has to do with your water, though. I not so know. much the mold. I don't, I don't know. know. I guess I'm not in tune with artisan ice. No, you can I, buy, buy the ice pre-made at some liquor I'll store. I'll confess too. to watching YouTube videos of dudes making uh, cocktails and making ice. Like It's all about like getting it at the right temperature and stopping it yep. before you get, I guess, the, the cloudy... Ice at the and top. they they have sure. to. There's all these devices. Cause I've been looking into it. Uh, one thing we do is uh, on our on our Instagram and Facebook, we're trying to do a lot more uh, really cool cocktail photography, and we do almost all of that in house. Mm-hmm. And one of it, you know, ice. And yeah, that that clear ice. Apparently, yeah, you have to have pure water, but boiling it doesn't change it. That's kind of a I don't know if it's offensive these days. Wives' tale. Um, and it's it's all about it freezing from the top down. And so you have a uh, I haven't bought one of the more expensive molds where it's insulated on the sides, but then the top is open so that it wants to freeze from the top down. And, oh wow, nice! And that apparently that's what it takes to make clear ice. But then I've read some people where if they left them in their freezer for more than a day, but I think that's just a property of a frost-free freezer um, than anything. But yeah, I've I've got some of the the spheres and the the, the cubes, and I don't know, it's. It's cool. It's presentation, right? It's part of drinking with your eyes. That's right. 
Well, then we ran out of time oh, for news. Son see? of a... See? See what I did? You but did now everybody has gift ideas for me. You did that on purpose. They're all related to ice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hopefully you like ice. ice. Yeah, yeah. I, I do enjoy ice. We don't have enough ice for the next two months. <laughs> I never have any coasters. Get me some coasters. I have some amazing Game of Thrones coasters. I don't care about Game of Thrones. I want cool <laughs> coasters. Nerd. I've got the coolest coasters. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> all right. That's Here's your Jackson it. 5, by the way. Appreciate it, man. Have a happy holidays, everybody. We love you. Take care. Take care of yourselves. Cheers. 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 See ya.